Live from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains, welcome to the Eggman Radio Addiction. And now stepping up to the microphone, the living radio legend, the Eggman, Ron James. Woke up this morning with a wine glass in my hand. Whose wine? What wine? Where the hell did I dine? Ah, yes, the great Peter Frampton, right? Oh, man. They're going back in time and stuff. Peter is out there working his ass off, even now. He loves to write. Uh, he's got a nice little studio in his house. He can uh, play and sing what the hell he wants because uh, he's uh, uncanceled culture. You can't cancel culture his ass. <laughs> So that's what happens when you get old and, uh, you know, you're a superstar on the radio like me. Oh, well, I guess that's somewhat delusional there. And oh, you're a delusional radio star on the radio. I think that's more like it. And then that way, you know, you are able to say dumb shit and, you know, to worry about the woke cancel culture coming after you because they figure, eh, he's not relative, right? I mean, they want to get Will Smith. Isn't he like next on the list? Isn't that what they're doing? You wonder what else Will Smith has done that's got the uh, woke cancel culture side of Hollywood pissed off at him, right? Because everybody seems to be jumping down his throat, man. Just another black man, you know, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, making it seem like that's what, you know, the average black man would do in that situation. I've heard every angle of this story since yesterday. And the, the most amazing thing about this story and it was was the fact that it has taken World War Three or the potential of World War Three off the map. For a day at least. For almost two days now. Number one story right now is this goddamn slap. That's amazing to me. In itself, that's a story in itself. That that story knocks off World War Three. I think it says something about America. I think it says something about the world, right? In desperate need of something else other than another show just beating you over the head with the same old shit. And right before I went on the air, I was thinking about a 14-year-old kid that uh, fell out of a, a ride in Florida, a thing called a slingshot. And I think I'll put that on my list of rides not to ride. Although, they're saying the kid was 50 pounds over the weight of the requirements. And I'm like, man, talking about fat shaming the poor kid. He's dead. And they're fat shaming him. Jeez. 50 pounds overweight. And that's an excuse. That's a reason why he fell to his death. I mean, you would think that. If they're going to tell you, hey, man, you can't, you can't be over 300 pounds to ride this ride. Okay, let's just say it's 300. Hopefully it's about 400, for Christ's sakes. But even if it's 400 pounds, whatever the 200, whatever the limit is, 50 pounds doesn't seem like enough leeway to me, you know? Well, at 200 pounds, you're safe to ride, but at 250, you're going to die and fall to your death. So let's go ahead and approve this thing. Who signed off on this shit? Good Lord. Not even in the program today. That's how incredible of a radio host I am, that on the fly, live and in person, I can come up with things to talk about. I don't need any phone calls. God, I hear it all the time. Take calls. Take calls. Because I know who's going to call. I know what those calls are going to consist of. 
emails are beautiful because at email, you know, they listen to the show and they email me. By the way, if you want to, it's radioaddiction at mail.com. Radioaddiction at mail.com. Not Gmail. There's no G spot there to touch. The um, warning, uh, by the way, current topics are difficult to make funny, i.e. a kid falling out of a uh, uh, carnival ride. Kind of hard to get funny on that. Well, we will. Give it a couple of days. <laughs> Host may at any time say something distasteful, like I just did, and inaccurate, which I'll probably do many times during the show, like I always do, in an attempt to make people smile. All right, the title of this show, The Slap, question mark. No, I'm sorry, The Slap, explanation mark, right? Explanation, yeah. Explanation point, The Slap. And then I say, real, question mark, fake, question mark, seven-hour gap, Trump tape, January 6th cover-up, right? Pretty clever. See how that does. Well, yesterday's show kicked ass out of the chute, man. By the time I pressed the button to upload that shit, you guys were all over me. Ooh, yummy. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I'm telling you, man, all over this thing. Um, you know, the immediate numbers are interesting because I'm not quite sure. I got to go back and start looking at, you know, where some of these are coming from because the initial numbers are interesting. You know, just say the first thousand people that listen to the show, right? That first thousand. You know, are those. My most dedicated listeners that, you know, somewhat listen to the whole show, you know, they'll send me emails once in a while that are like involved, or is it the uh, average, or is it um, new people? You know, just, just, just people hitting up because they, they catch the, the uh, title, the headline, and they think it's cool or whatever. I don't know. Then they hear me and they go, shit, I'm never going to listen to that crap again. What the fuck is he doing? So the slap, no, it's more, as I got to be, you got to, I gotta explanate the uh, that first thing. The slap, real, fake, seven-hour gap, Trump tape, January sixth cover-up. So it's like two things, kind of almost looks like it should be hyphenated there, right? Or at least have one of the, a slash there. I don't know. No, not slash from Guns and Roses. Sweet child of mine, man. I, I tell you, I saw Guns and Roses. Uh, two years ago, Winston-Salem right here, man. It was unbelievable. It was some kind of screw-up, I think, in the schedule. I don't think they really meant to uh, schedule Winston-Salem in their big comeback tour with Axl Rose, but it was pretty goddamn good. Axl's a little overweight, but, you know, it just makes it more real now, you know. It's like, and, and it gives you an idea, maybe, maybe, you know, he's x on the heroin A, you know, if he ever had that problem. I don't know this for sure, Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, the slap heard around the world. When we get back, we'll talk about it. And uh, what other crap we got? Oh, Will Smith, he apologizes today, too. Yeah, we'll get into that. And, uh, oh, Chris Rock show tickets are uh, going through the ceiling, the price of a Chris Rock ticket. Of course it would. We'll be back. Forbes magazine selected Corona Cigar Company as the best of the web. And Cigar Aficionado magazine described Corona Cigar Company as the largest best stock cigar shops in America. Here's the founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borsowitz. 
We created Corona Cigar Company's retail stores and cigar bars so you and your friends could relax and enjoy the ultimate cigar experience. And we've created our website so you can shop online as well. It's easy to remember, coronacigar.com. We feature thousands of name brand cigars and accessories at discount prices. Check out our exclusive line of cigars, including Avo Lounge, CAOS Caparate, Cielo, Florida Cielo, Cost Cutter Bundles, Ranchero, and Corona Nicaraguan Cigars, just to name a few. And your satisfaction is guaranteed or your money back. Be sure and join our email list for the latest cigar deals and event info. It's the best spam on the web. So save time and money and visit coronacigar.com. What a coincidence. I just happened to have a Corona cigar right here in my guitar-playing little hand. Oh, look at that. Now now I'm too loud. Blasting out the BU meter. You went a little bit too hard there. A little too hard. That's what she said. And, uh, yeah, so, um, I mean, the world has reached a new pinnacle of news already known as the slap heard around the world. Okay, and I thought about that on the way back to the studio today and this morning. And my little tiny pea brain said, you know, the slap heard around the world. What an original line, right? It only happened yesterday. I figured, oh, you know, oh I mean, not, not an original line, but clever. And I thought, well, when hardly anybody have that. So <laughs> I make a little uh, inquiry on... Um, Sorry, that's me adjusting the mic. Don't worry about it. It's live radio at its best, and the adjusting the uh, mic stand in front of me here. The um, the you know the fact that the uh, slap heard around the world, and I so I googled that, put it in, or, or you know, Microsoft did, or whatever the hell. I don't use Google. I hate Google. And I put it in, and of course, there's already like twenty articles on the slap heard around the world. So, and eh, not very clever. So I changed my headline to just the slap with an explanation point. You, know, you don't want to, like, blatantly steal. I mean, we all do that in this business, but I'd like to be somewhat original, right? It's Tuesday, March 29th, 2022. Weather's beautiful here in the uh, foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. I am the Eggman, Ronnie James, your living radio legend. And uh, brought to you by the RWR political party, Republicans Without Religion. I, I know it. You want me to officially put it together? I got an email from somebody, a chick, that says, you know, you need to make the RWR the real thing, man, because there's a lot of us out here. You know, we're Trump supporters, and, you know, because Trump, you know, was a very pragmatic guy, okay? I mean, it's like he knew he had to kowtow to the religious right. And it's the only way you're going to get elected as an as a out-and-out Republican. And, and it, you know, is unfortunately, you have to suck off the, uh, the Christian right. You got to be there for mass, you know, and climb up underneath the... Uh, the reverend skirt or whatever that thing is, they wear a smock. And he's got his little girly underwear on. Do, 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 do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't write letters. Don't email me because of that. Jeez. Just go pray to your God and you know, yeah, yeah, stay out of my face. Okay. So, um, yeah. And, and the, the story of the story is to me is how the slap knocked off the war, off the big top number one story. 
that they've been covering. And don't you forget this, too. And this is something, too. Okay, I heard a CNN host blame the Will Smith slap on Trump. (laughs) Uh, She said, well, apparently Trumpian-like behavior is acceptable now. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock is officially Trump's fault. I mean, are they reaching? Are they reaching around? Yeah, they're trying to reach around and get Trump's balls. That's what they're trying to do. Come here, Donald. Uh, I can't quite get my arms around you. You're kind of fat. Excuse me? Fat? I'll have you know. That's a love muscle. So, well, uh, Will, and then and we got the Will Smith apologizes crap. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, Will. Don't apologize. Be a man about it. Or at least don't do the crybaby apology, okay? Say, look, I lost it. I hit you, man. I'm sorry I did it, okay? But not this, I want to say a special thanks to the you know the, the beauty pageant that I was in last night. I know, I know. It wasn't a beauty pageant. That's what it is, though. A Hollywood beauty pageant for TV that has no ratings anymore, except for this one now is going to have super high ratings. I'd be curious to see the differential between the actual, you know, viewership before the slap and then how many more reviews and downloads and YouTube videos and, and replays and news media plays it's gotten in publicity. The Academy Awards have not seen anything like this in forever, maybe since the beginning. And Chris Rock even had the composure right after he got smacked by Will Smith on live TV in front of thousands, <laughs> not millions anymore, that, um, you know, he, he said, uh, how did he put it? Um, oh, this is going to be the highest rated ever TV show in history. Something like that. I mean, that's not the exact words, but it was something like that. And uh, and then Will Smith mentioning later on, Denzel Washington told him, like, when you reach your highest point, that's when God strikes you down. Well, not necessarily God strikes you down. Okay, that's what I'll differ with on the, uh, on, I think, a genius actor and a hell of a dude is Denzel Washington. He's, he's a pretty intense guy. And you watch the real him, the interview of the man, the artist, uh, amazing, Denzel Washington. But his statement there, you know, it's like they throw the God thing in there, you know. It's like, and, you know, he said it. Actually, at least he didn't say Jesus, you know. Jesus is going to strike you down, boy. Oh, God. I don't know. So, yeah, man. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah, the kid that fell. Yeah, 50 pounds overweight. Come on, man. Jeez. And, you, and, and I, like I said, love to see those ratings of the uh, network. And then Chris Rock's ticket prices. Yeah. Jeez. Something like uh, a, I saw like a $40 ticket up to like 350 all because of the slap. Man, who's gaining from this? And how about just ticket sales in general? If he had any worry about not selling out anymore because, you know, he's Chris Rock. He's not maybe the top guy anymore in comedy you know he's got to build his way back up you know when you go on tour get the people coming out but how's that for a present or was it or was it something behind the scenes there man or you know 
I don't believe so. We'll get into it when we get back. Eggman Radio Addiction. Email me, radioaddiction at mail.com. Radioaddiction at mail.com. Don't touch it. Keep it. November 1802, John Jameson found himself stranded in the unforgiving forest of Karna with an injured horse, a cart of his famous whiskey, and a pack of wolves even less forgiving than the aforementioned forest. Smoke billowed from the beast's nostrils as they closed in. Jameson was reluctant, but with his whiskey threatened, he had no choice. He took his dagger and plunged it right into a Kilkenny apple, using the slices to train that pack of wolves into a world-class dog sled team. The whiskey was saved, his horse recovered nicely, and Jameson even made it home in time for a lamb dinner. Where have you been? Your dinner's cold. But just as he feared, his wife saw the wolves and insisted they keep them. Old Jameson could be seen walking those wolves around Dublin for the rest of his days. Even though she'd promised they'd be her responsibility. Today's adventure brought to you by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Taste above all else. Taste responsibly. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by the John Jameson Import Company. Purchased New York. Welcome back, Eggman Radio Addiction Program. What's up with you out there? Are you okay? Okay, yeah. Finishing up with the uh, the uh, Will Smith apology thing. I forgot what the last thing I said was right before the break. I was throwing in a bunch of crap. But anyways, um, next thing we're going to talk about is the uh, big the next the next big story that's coming out. If you notice, probably, and I'm not sure what kind of legs it has. We're going to find out right here and right now. I'm going to look at a couple of articles and. Uh, kind of do this uh, thing that you learn in radio. It's called a proofread, a live proofread, where you kind of read ahead. And uh, it's uh, interesting because what's the story is about the seven, how did I put it on my, seven-hour Watergate type of gap on the January 6th White House communications log. I thought that was pretty good. But, I, I, you know, I basically took their headline, which was White House records turned over to House show seven-hour gap in Trump phone log on January 6th. I'm not sure that would even fit in my title, so I had to do my own thing. So what we got going on here is apparently there's some missing space on the tape. An internal White House records from the day of the attack on the U.S. Capitol that were turned over to the House Select Committee show a gap in President Donald Trump's phone logs. There's seven hours and 37 minutes, including the period when the building was being violently assaulted. This is all according to documents obtained by CBS News. Be Be on the lookout already. Chief Election and Campaign Correspondent Robert Costa. Oh, Jesus Christ. Costa and the Washington Post associate editor Bob Woodward. Okay, now you're talking about, I mean, already this news story has like so little credibility, no matter what it says. CBS News, hate Trump, Trump derangement syndrome network. I mean, chief election and campaign uh, correspondent Robert Costa, Costa, the one that's attacked the president many times in the press room, those blatant, stupid questions he's gotten into. He's just a he's a, you know he's a, he's a Trump hater attacker, and then 
Bob Woodward, for God's sakes, Mr. Watergate himself. <laughs> yeah. The lack of an official White House notation of any calls placed to or by Trump for 457 minutes from 11.17 a.m. to 6.54 p.m. on January 6.21 means there is no record of the calls made by Trump as his supporters descended on the U.S. Capitol. Now, all this stuff is left-wing garbage that comes afterwards. I read ahead a little bit. Listen to this. Trump, as his, as his supporters, descended on the U.S. Capitol. Right there, that's enough. Okay, you've said enough. That's fair. But listen to the rest of this paragraph. Descended on the U.S. Capitol. Battled over, they overwhelmed police and forcibly entered the building, prompting lawmakers and Vice President Mike Pence to flee for safety. That line... There's barely any truth in that. There's barely any truth in that. I watched it live. Millions of people did watch it live. There wasn't no forcible entrance. The ones that walked in. Now, why some people just walked in and were went right up to the entrance to the um, rotunda or the you know the, the the actual room where the senators and stuff sit in there. I don't know, but who? why do these other people climb over windows and break them out and break doors and all that shit when you could just walk in, which is what they were doing inside? But these idiots, like, they had a pre-plan. No matter what, we're going to break windows and make a scene and, and, you know, make this look worse than it is. I think the whole thing, there's something funny about it. The 11 pages of records, which consist of the president's official daily diary and the White House switchboard call log, were turned over by the National Archives earlier this year to the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack. The records show that Trump was active on the phone for part of the day, documenting conversations that he had with at least eight people in the morning and 11 people that evening. The gap also stands in stark contrast to the extensive public reporting about phone conversations he had with allies during the attack. The House panel is now investigating whether Trump communicated that day through back channels, phones of aides, or personal disposable phones known as burner phones. Yes, I uh, I used a couple of burner phones there. I don't know. That just seems flaky. The committee is also scrutinizing whether it received the full log from that day. Records show that former White House strategist Stephen K. Bannon, who said on his January 5th podcast that all hell is going to break loose tomorrow, spoke with Trump twice on January 6th. A spokesman for the committee declined to comment. In a statement Monday night, Trump said, I have no idea what a burner phone is. See, I, I, just, I didn't even read this yet. I have no idea what a burner phone is. To the best of my knowledge, I have never even heard the term. A Trump spokesperson said that Trump had nothing to do with the records and had assumed any and all of his phone calls were recorded and preserved. <laughs> so somebody felt the need, if they are deleted, to, to erase those bad, bad boys. And it may not be because of what Trump said. It could be what the people that Trump was talking to said. I'm sure what they hope is they got Trump on there saying, yes, uh, break in and uh, break out all the windows and uh, go uh, scare the shit out of Mike Pence and uh, see if we can't uh, twist him to uh, vote my way. I don't think so. I don't know. The whole thing is crazy. 
But yeah, that's coming. Look out for that story over the next uh, couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks. The news cycle with stuff like this moves fast because everybody's out to get Trump. But the Hunter Biden stuff is on the uh, on the slow, slow, slow end. Eggman Radio Addiction. Oh, the Indian takeaway. Overordering is never a mistake. You've got to have prawn puri and a taco dal and a garlic naan. But what if I go hungry? Mm, better get a Rogan Josh in as well. The delivery arrives. It's £93.48, love. You stare in awe at the creaking stack of metal tins. Looks like Corey for breakfast again. Magic! You crack open a bottle of ice-cold Cobra with a smile. (laughs) Cobra, brewed with less fizz to go perfectly with curry. Love curry, love Cobra. Gunman at a cockfight leaves 20 dead. Uh, where else but uh, Florida, right? No, actually not. It's not a Florida story. You know, as soon as I saw a massacre at a cockfight, I think it got to be South Florida. You know, possibly even the cockfight part could have been uh, South Beach. <laughs> okay, gunman at a cockfight leaves 20 dead, all holding their cocks. No, no, no. Uh, where else but uh, Mexico, right? Yeah, in Mexico. Um, gunmen with assault rifles burst into an event in the western state of Mich- Mich- oh, no, it's not Michigan. Mike Mako, I can't even pronounce it. See, now that's why you should proofread stuff. Because <laughs> then what you do is you just cross it out and you go, gunmen with assault rifles burst into a town in Mexico <laughs> that's been plagued by violence between drug cartels. And uh, they come in there, and I guess they're having a cockfight. And the Mexican authorities have confirmed that 20 people were killed when a group of gunmen stormed a cockfight in a small town in uh, Mexico. Officials and witnesses described a choreographed massacre in which assailants in military uniforms arrived just after 10.30 p.m. on Sunday night and opened fire with assault rifles at the crowds of primarily middle-aged men all holding their cocks. I added that sentence. Two small trucks, one of them branded with the logo Cockbite. No, Sabritos, a a potato chip company, were used to block the highway leading to the cockfighting arena. Some free advertising for uh, Sabritos uh, potato chips. I'm going to go buy a bag now since they use those vehicles to block the entranceway to a cockbite. I mean, come on. That's my kind of potato chip. I, I don't know. All right, all right, all right. Photos leaked to social media showed the aftermath of the massacre with barrels and chairs knocked over and bodies scattered inside and outside of buildings and all kinds of scary crap, right? Man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, I need you to remember, you spend most of your time inside your own head and you need to make sure it's a nice place to be, okay? And a reminder, just a little reminder. 
There's a reggae recipe coming up, another one. My uh, reggae show, my national reggae show. I'm going to do a show and get out there. So look for that it right here. Up. Another Eggman Radio Addiction. See ya.